is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Pierce Cody Jones, we talk about how if you don't go, you don't know. How his taste has evolved, different types of musicals, and getting better. So I hope you enjoy part two with Pierce Cody Jones. How is your? How have you found your taste or um, intuition to evolve when you know choosing pieces to work on? And yeah, it's a really good question, um, and it's one that I guess it always changes, and that's a really good thing. I, I'm, what you work on at one point in life versus another. It shouldn't be the same, really, because we are we are always developing, always changing. Not to say that you wouldn't have done that show, but we'd always do things differently. And and knowing when the right moment is to do a show um, and how to then make the most of it is is obviously something you don't always know. And and sometimes you luck and stumble onto those moments. Um, but yeah, definitely the 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 taste of shows, especially when you're seeing shows and and what you like about them and how you like things about them. It's always something that's always changing. And shows you never used to like that you start liking or ones that you used to love where you go, have I watched it too many times or do I just not engage with it? And a lot of the time that's because um, conversations move forward, society's changed and evolved and actually something you thought was um, uh, was okay is not anymore. And that's that's something that we're all always evolving and, and developing um, or and various things like that. So it's, it's a really tricky one to, to understand how taste does change. Um, and certainly from my side, it shows with smaller budgets are suddenly very tasty indeed. Um, it's much easier to, to make it work sometimes. But then again, everything has its reason and everything uh, needs to be what it needs to be. Are you finding any particular um, themes among new work that you're encountering in terms of the writing? Are you is your taste coming through on the, you know, the nuance of the characters or the book? Or do you gravitate more towards the music if you're working on a musical? Um, well, obviously, you need all the elements to, to, to come together to make something really exciting. Um, but certainly when you're first reading through it, it's been a lot of if, it, if it's made me laugh out loud or made just made me catch that moment in my throat, whatever it is. Or sometimes it's, it's really dark. Sometimes I'm getting into that a little bit. And that's that's a that's a new thing. Um, um, but yeah, it's I wouldn't say there's one particular thing. And it's I, I'm sort of one of those people where I very rarely absolutely love something. I, I like almost everything. Life's there to be enjoyed and there to be liked. And I've got such a weird eclectic combination of things that I do enjoy and whether it's hobbies and, and things that don't always go together with people. Um, and that comes through in, in my choices with, with pieces as well, where if it makes my heart sing in whatever way that might be, then I'll be really excited by it. And I've really tried to quantify and qualify what that actually is in words so I can try and understand it myself. But it's something I've, I've struggled to do a little bit so far. But it's just, it's a, it's a real gut feeling for me rather than something that I can sort of... Um, analyze in a different way there are just some things that just just hit and resonate in a way that I don't always understand sometimes I do because I, I, it's it's whether it's something in the story that I really relate to whether it's something I've been through or someone I know has been through or, or whatever it might be um, but sometimes it is just you go this story means a lot to me and I have no idea why or some you just go these songs are really great the story is a bit rubbish but you know what the songs are awesome and that's not a bad thing necessarily it can be present itself in many different ways yeah, that's such a great point of view you have on the whole situation because it it's not always, you know, it doesn't have to fire on every cylinder and what you like is not something someone else might like. They might like the story and hate the music. <laughs> so yeah, very- yeah, often so, often so. And that's a really hard thing I think to understand when you're creating work is is some is is and I think this is something that I I every time I put on a show I I understand it a little bit more and and I don't think I'll ever quite understand it but your piece doesn't have to speak to everyone it sometimes will but it doesn't have to and you don't have to try and appease all these groups Pe- the people who want to find it will find it 
And if they're if it's not meant to speak to to this section or that section, then trying to jump through a hoop to make it do that ends up losing sort of the um the um heart of and the integrity of the piece sometimes. And then sometimes in, in maintaining that integrity, you actually speak to the people you didn't mean to speak to in a better way because actually it's it's just framing it in a much um it, it, instead of having to speak at someone or whatever it might be, you're just speaking with it and just being a bit more subtle about things. And but I do think there's something where you never ultimately someone might say um i don't like these things and you go well why and and they don't and often it's because they've seen one thing they don't like of that genre or you know it's the classic thing if someone says i don't like musicals you go okay what musical have you seen this oh so that's a pop musical what about a rock musical what about a gothic musical what about all these different versions and ways of doing things um and yeah i think that comes across there's just so many different ways of understanding things that if you close yourself off to only one thing works and all you can only speak to one audience member, then that can really help or really hinder. It's just trying to make sure you can stay as um, honest to what the piece needs to be as you can. Yeah. How have you gotten better at listening? Oh, dear. Um, my mind wanders a lot as well. It's really bad. Um, mine too, um, mine too. <laughs> yeah, it's a real tragedy. Um, it's one of the things where I have to actively work on it. Um, um and just making sure you're always listening understand to people's needs and sometimes it's really it's a thing that I've, I've started to try and get even better at is understanding when someone's saying something what they're actually trying to say because they're often there especially in a an agent discussions that's often the case where they're saying oh what about this and you go okay the actual thing you're trying to figure out is that um but that does come across in so many different ways and particularly when you're always for myself you're always trying to do right by people and trying to when someone's saying something to you often it's a reaction to something that might not be actually what they're trying to say mm. but just trying to listen keep your mind as open as possible often it is exactly that someone will um, be saying exactly what they mean but a lot of the time it's maybe it's a reaction to something else or a different kind of stimulus um, and trying to listen as much as you can to things that they've been saying before and why this might be something that's sparked a reaction and and what the case of that might be and how to address things ultimately i think not just producers, but as people, we're, just, we're always problem solvers. Um, and if someone's come to you with a problem, you need to listen to them. You need to always listen to people. And you need to always, that's, I think it's a skill that we always have to keep um, keep working on and keep managing. And it's, I don't think it's an age thing where younger people are trying to listen more and sort of as you mature, you decide you don't need to listen as much. I think it's a conscious decision. You have to always keep telling yourself time and time again to make sure you're keep listening, keep listening, keep listening to whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any favorite books or most gifted books that come to mind? Oh, there can be a lot of disappointed people when they uh, hear the last book I read covered to. But actually, this is a lie now, but I like the story anyway. The, <laughs> the, the nearly last book I read uh, was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And it turns out it takes me the journey from London to Edinburgh on a train, plus three pages to read that book. And yes, I was stood on the uh, the platform reading the last three pages to make sure I finished it when I got there. Um, I, I do love reading, but I've really struggled to find the time to read books cover to back. And it's something that I really wish I were better at. And it's something that I'm actively wanting to change. And I know a lot of people say that. And I did the classic during lockdown of buying a whole bunch of books. Simon Sinek is a really inspirational speaker to me. And I've watched so many videos of his and I've bought a bunch of his books at lockdown. And at some point soon when I have, um, as we were talking before, that life balance thing, when I find a bit more of that balance on the other side, and I can sit somewhere maybe on a beach in the Caribbean, I'll get a few books out and that will spark that whole um, roller coaster into it all. But there are so many amazing stories that I've absolutely deprived myself from reading. And it's something I really do want to change. Do you balance or do you have a view on balance of achievement versus fulfillment? Achievement versus fulfillment? I guess that's all a, a um, semantic point of, of whether you think they're the same or different. I think if you're not 
fulfilling what you want to, if, you, if you're fulfilling what you need to do then you're achieving things anyway mm. and if you're achieving what you need to do then if that's not fulfilling then you're not achieving anything at all um so i think potentially potentially that if for me yeah maybe that's just sort of that feeling that moment thing if you're if what you're doing isn't fulfilling you but you're achieving things yeah can, can you achieve things without being fulfilled um because ultimately, is that actually an achievement? Does it mean anything just to have achieved something if you're not actually gaining stuff from it? Mm. Yeah, no, that's a good point too. <laughs> because a lot of a lot of um, a lot of achievements that would be considered achievements generally might not be as fulfilling as the things other people don't care about. And you're like, well, I'm incredibly fulfilled by this. So, <laughs> yeah. um, do you have any common pieces of incorrect advice you hear in the theater industry or in life? What an amazing question. I'm sure I've given out, I think, I'm sure if there was a hotline of people answering things I've said to them, that you'd be inundated. You wouldn't be able to move for the incorrect bits I've given out. Um, bits that people give me are such a fascinating question because we always focus on like, what's that one piece? But what we do hear things where you go, mm, is that quite right? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Quite, <laughs> quite, often, yeah. quite often. <laughs> go, is that actually what I think is right? Um, incorrect advice. I think there are a lot of people who focus, I think, on the wrong things and, and, um, and I think th there's a thing that producers often get a bad rap for various things. And I can only think that's come from incorrect advice they've been given of, actually, this is true. There's been stuff that people often got taught a lot of stuff about how to sort of command respect and authority. You have to shout. And there's this horrible thing I heard about someone once where to be a director in that you have to pick on someone in that group and you pick on them. And that shows you sort of your, in this sort of weird, like alpha thing of doing things. I heard that from someone once and I felt very ill hearing that. <laughs> Having said that, Everyone has their own style of doing things and leadership ways and ways of doing things. And you know what? If that's what that that's what floats your boat, then who am I to say you shouldn't or should do things? You should always find things that work for you. And if that's the way that works for you, then great. Um, but for me, that that's probably a bit of um, a thing that I found very peculiar. Um, I think, yeah, treat people with respect and dignity at all times. And and ultimately, sometimes you it means you don't necessarily get the thing in the moment you you maybe need. But actually, if you're treating people in the right way it's all about a bigger picture in life and and if it's not necessarily something that you're then getting immediately well maybe someone else is and that's more important surely mm, yeah metaphorically speaking if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see does anything come to mind um invest in pierce cottage Jones productions via no if i were to put something <laughs> on a billboard um i would say be yourself and whatever that might mean, it's probably the most, it's the thing that I think is the most vague phrase in the whole world, but yet the most important phrase. Um, be yourself. It's just so many different, every single person should be a different, but had an exactly different nuanced version of what that means. Some completely different and some versions of that. Um, but if you're not being yourself and then what's the point really? And I think it's, it's one of those where just sometimes it's hard to know what that actually means as well to be yourself. Mm. Um, and and to listen not only to others but to listen to you and what you're you're saying in those moments, um, and to trust that what you're doing is okay whilst listening to others and making sure that you're not just sort of being blinkered into thinking it's only your way that can work because often you might think something is right but it won't be right. We will always make mistakes and we'll always have to learn about things. Um, but if you're yourself, if you're considerately yourself, maybe I'll change that to be considerately yourself. Mm. Um, I think that's what I'd probably put on a. On a on a on a, a very cheap billboard somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation, Pierce, has been great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Is there anything else you want to add here before we wrap it up? 
Um, no, just thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a real delight. Um, I hope I've not been too too waffly and um, and uh, and uh, British or weird or strange. <laughs> Who knows? We all meant to be strange in life. Um, I hope it's been uh, there's some nuggets of waffly wisdom there for someone, if not for for myself, to cry about later. People of the world, Pierce Cody Jones. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.